everybody. This is my review of The Power of the Dog. I'm continuing my coverage of kind of Oscar contenders this year. I started with King Richard. I'm doing this one. I'm also going to do West Side Story, possibly. And then Tick, Tick, Boom. Uh, there's a ton more. I have kind of a list of movies I might or might not want to review whenever I get around to seeing them. But uh, the first thing I want to let you know is that I'm recording these episodes that you've been seeing the last few days kind of out of order. So I'm recording this one. Uh, earlier than a lot of the ones that have already been posted. And the last one I recorded, the last episode I recorded, the microphone, it weirdly broke down or it was making a weird noise. And uh, it wasn't too distracting, but it was kind of weird. So I don't know if my microphone is broken or if just that was something weird happening that one time. So I'm recording this. If there's some weird noise in the background, I apologize. I will get a new microphone and then I know for sure my microphone is broken. If there's nothing in the background, I know that my microphone is good and that there's nothing to worry about. So I apologize if at some point during this recording, there's some sort of weird fuzz sound in the background, but hopefully it won't be distracting if that does happen. Now, getting into the actual review, getting into The Power of the Dog, this movie, I thought it was an absolute masterpiece. It's a really slow burn. So I think a lot of people are not going to like it. A lot of the general public is not going to like it, but it's a really slow burn character study with a really shocking twist at the end that leaves you reeling. I absolutely loved it, and I think it's going to go pretty far in the Oscar race. Um, I have so much written on this movie, so many notes, especially on the characters, because this is a character study. But starting with the cinematography, this movie was stunning. It was beautiful, full of these beautiful sweeping vistas of New Zealand. It feels like every movie that's shot in New Zealand just automatically looks amazing. Um, it, this movie just is no different. It looks stunning. Every shot has purpose has meaning. The framing is beautiful. It reminds me a lot of Nomadland uh, with the beautiful scenery, with the nature, and also the really slow pacing of the movie. Uh, this will definitely be nominated for Best Cinematography, deservedly so, and I think it has a pretty good shot at winning. I don't know if it's going to win because we've also got Dune in that conversation, um, and that seems to be another big contender, but this is definitely going to be nominated. This is one of the most visually beautiful movies of the year, um, in a year with a lot of stunning movies. And that that's all credit to the director and then the direction of this movie. Uh, Jane Campion nailed it. Uh, every aspect of this movie was absolutely amazing. The cinematography, the direction, the script, the performances, production design, costume design. You can tell that she's very experienced. She knows exactly what she's doing. She has a vision and she executed that vision to near perfection. I don't like to call a movie a masterpiece, when it first comes out, because I feel like I like to give it more time, think about it more, see how it kind of goes and give it a lot more time. But I think it's a really, really good movie that can be considered a masterpiece at this point. I think it was just really great. And she definitely deserves to be nominated or to win the uh, Best Director Oscar for this movie. I don't think she will win, but, um, but she definitely will be nominated and again, deservedly so. Moving on from the direction, from the cinematography to the pacing, this movie at times can be almost painfully slow. I bet you most people who play this on Netflix will quit after 30 minutes, uh, and understandably so. It's really, really slow. Not a lot happens, and it's one of those movies where it's not near that. It's not until you get to that final twist where everything makes sense and you start to realize the purpose of everything. So until you get to that twist... It seems like the movie is just meandering on without any story, and you're not really sure what the movie's about or what the point of the movie is until you get to that twist that really redefines the whole movie. But it definitely does drag. 
uh, it meanders. I did have to pause a lot. This is a movie that I had to go get some water, go to the bathroom, pause, take a couple minute break because as much as I was engaged and I was in the movie, I was paying really close attention. It is really slow. And I do like a slow burn, but this is a really, really slow burn. I can understand if that's a criticism for some people. Um, it would have been a criticism for me if not for the twist, which makes it all, which kind of pays everything off. And then you realize why they're doing what they're doing, why it's paced so slowly, why it doesn't have a strong central plot. So I think it's well paced, but it's just a really, really slow moving movie, which, uh, which you need to know, I feel like going in. Moving on from the pacing to the writing, this is one of the best written movies of the year. It's a character study, so it's it's a really good one, too, in that it's so layered, it's so deep, it really explores these characters in a meaningful way. The characters are all really interesting, so well done. This movie really subverts expectations. Getting into spoilers, Phil um, is kind of seen as the traditional uh, masculine, like, manly man, and you expect him to kind of lash out and to get physical but he never does. And instead in this movie, we explore his softer side. We learn that he went to Harvard. We learn that he isn't the stereotypical uneducated tough guy. Not only that, but like the reveal that he's gay completely shifts the audience's understanding of his entire character. And the way that the way that that's revealed and then the way his character is handled just completely subverts all expectations of the typical tough guy. And it's just so well done. And then with Peter, he seems like a traditional kind of a, what would be viewed as kind of a weakling, not a very physically strong guy, not a very traditionally masculine guy. But as we see throughout the movie, we start to see his cold, his emotionless, his calculating side and completely subvert expectations in that way. When we learn that Phil is actually not the tough one, Peter, the one who presents himself and who looks like the weak one is really the tough one the entire time. Um, and then something like George, who at first comes across as, the nice one, the most normal one who cares for his wife and who the audience expects to stand up for his wife, when he starts to take a more passive role in the story where he is less important, he doesn't stand up for his wife, he doesn't stand up to his brother, he doesn't really do anything, uh, kind of subverts our expectation of the character too because he is established as the nice, caring guy. Um, and all this is done in a natural way so that it informs our understanding as the audience of these characters. It's not meant as a, ha-ha, gotcha, we subverted your expectations, we surprised you, we did what you didn't expect. It's not some gimmick to surprise the audience or to keep them interested, which is something a lot of movies do. Instead, it's these genuine revelations that really add nuance and complexity to these characters. Um, it's, it's, so, it's so well done. Um, it's really, really, really great. And then another thing I love about this movie is how vague it is. So many modern movies feel the need to explain everything to us. And to some extent, I do really like that. I like to have everything explained to me. So sometimes I have to fight that urge and be like, no, sometimes it's better when there is mystery, when everything is not explained. And I can really appreciate in this movie how it's really intentionally vague so that the audience can draw really a million different interpretations out of it. Every single character's motivations can be seen a different way, and everyone will have a different view of each character. It's really fantastic. And then the plot itself is genius. It's shocking. It's surprising. It's emotional. It's moving. That final twist, I want to talk about it, but I also don't, but I've already spoiled stuff. But it's, it's absolutely genius. If you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. I'll talk more about it in detail in a little bit. 
Another thing is that the foreshadowing in this movie and the little nuances, the little subtle details are so masterfully done. Um, the movie mentions anthrax multiple times. The shots linger on Phil's cut. Uh, they linger on Peter cutting the infected hide, clearly setting up that Peter is going to be the one who gives Phil anthrax. We also get lines like the very first line in the movie actually is, I believe it's a, it's Peter's narration. And he says, for what kind of man would I be if I didn't help my mother, if I didn't save her? That literally tells you the end of the movie, what he does, but you don't know it yet until you get to the end of the movie. And then the nuances and the performances, all these shots, like the shot lingering on Phil as he watches all the men and women dancing, that shot that lingers on him, lingers on his resentment, uh, foreshadowing the reveal that he's gay, all these tiny little details that foreshadow the ending and then foreshadow future plot twists. The movie, it also is really well done because a lot of movies, they add these nuances, they add these details as a way for the audience to find them, if that makes sense. They add these details like, we want you to find these, look at these details, find these little ways we set up the ending, look at the little foreshadowing, look how clever we are with these small details. Instead with this movie, it's much more low key and these little details are just there. They're there to set up the ending, but they're not there as like, oh, look audience, look, look, look how we're foreshadowing. They're just there. They're just waiting for the audience to find them. They're not screaming out for the audience to find them, if that makes sense. And it's just so well done. And it'll also make this movie so much better on rewatch because I know that there's a million little details and a million little nuances I'm going to catch on rewatch that I didn't catch the first time. And I intentionally, um, as much as I love the idea of going in without knowing the twist, going in and seeing the movie without knowing the twist, that reveal is amazing when you when the twist is revealed. But that also means to fully appreciate the movie, you kind of have to watch it twice. Once without knowing the twist, then rewatch it with the twist in mind so you can find all the details. I, um, I just knew I wouldn't have time for that. So I tried to shortcut that. I basically looked up the twist before I watched the movie so that throughout the movie, I could just catch those details on the first watch and then uh, try to catch as much as I could and try to collect as much information as I could on the movie in the first watch. It's kind of a little bit of a shortcut, but it worked. I caught a lot of details I that would have gone right over my head if I didn't know the twist going in. Um, but all in all, this movie is beautifully written on so many levels, and I'm definitely going to spend a lot of time diving into the characters in a few minutes because that really is the main focus of the movie. Um, talking about this movie thematically and the themes, the ideas of this movie, it's so deep, it's so interesting because this is a movie with something to say, but it says it excellently. It's not beating you over the head. It's not trying to preach to you. It's not trying to like force a message down your throat. It's just a message that's there. It's clear. It's there to see, but it's also not forcing it upon you. It's not, uh, it's not really, really on the surface, uh, kind of annoying in that way. Um, this movie is a movie that explores cruelty and what makes someone cruel uh, through the character of Phil and even through the character of Peter. This is a movie that explores masculinity, the male ego, and repression through these really complex characters. And I'll dive a little bit deeper into it uh, once I get into the characters. But I just really love how this movie explores masculinity and toxic masculinity and how deep it goes into those ideas because it explores so many ideas that don't get explored in movies very often and rarely are explored with the same level of mastery that they're explored in this movie. Um, so I just thought thematically, this movie was just so interesting and, and it was so deep and so unique because I haven't seen a movie like this ever. 
now diving into the acting, did I? Yeah. So in my notes, I wrote separate. I split up acting and characters. Um, so we've got a lot to talk about, starting with the acting, starting with Benedict Cumberbatch as Phil. He was fantastic. Benedict Cumberbatch might be my favorite actor. He's definitely up there. Uh, we're going to talk more about the character later, but he was outstanding in this movie. I think I still think the best actor Oscar is going to go to Will Smith because it's Will Smith, because he's doing all this campaigning, because it's like it's Will Smith and the Academy hasn't given him that best actor Oscar. And it's going to be his time. They're going to give it to him. But I think Benedict Cumberbatch deserves it just as much. He was so good. He portrays this character of Phil masterfully. He he really makes you hate him in the beginning with how he portrays the cruelty and the way he's literally torturing or tormenting Rose. But then he also makes Phil a little bit sympathetic in a kind of twisted sort of way when you see his softer side and how he takes Peter under his wing and you never fully trust him. But you also see that maybe he's not as tough as he presents himself to be. Everything, all these layers, all these nuances that were in the script and even more were portrayed by Benedict Cumberbatch in a masterful way that a lesser actor would not have been able to do. And uh, all these nuances in his performance and these little mannerisms, these little micro expressions uh, were just so well done. And they're all there. They're all there foreshadowing the ending, but they're not in your face. And it's just, it's so great. I think this is probably, um, probably Benedict Cumberbatch's best performance of his career. Um, I just can't wait to rewatch this movie to observe those mannerisms, those details, those nuances, because I know I missed a ton and I know I'll catch a ton more on that second viewing. Moving on to Kirsten Dunst as Rose. Uh, she was fantastic. She played a really interesting character. I don't have much to say about the performance, um, but she played the character perfectly. And I could definitely see her getting a nomination for this one, although it's less likely than we have Cody Smith McPhee in this movie as Peter. Uh, he was the standout. He was amazing. He totally deserves the Best Supporting Actor nomination. He deserves the win. He is mind-blowingly good. His character is absolutely amazing. His performance is one of the best I've seen in a long time. And it's it's about how it sticks with you while you're watching it. Even while you're watching this movie, you're like, eh, I don't know, I don't know, maybe it's overrated. But then this movie just sticks with you and then you get to that final twist and then you start to realize, oh my God, this movie is amazing. Um, this character is so good. His performance is so good. His mannerisms, his body language, his cadence, the way he speaks, his facial expressions, the subtleties, the nuances. Uh, there's so many genius, tiny blink and you'll miss it moments that inform the character. And, uh, and he, he, he's amazing. He's so good. And I can't wait to dive into this character. Uh, Jesse Plemons was great in this movie. He didn't get much to chew on since he actually sort of played the straight man. But I thought he was great. He's a really great character actor, and he was great in this movie. And then the rest of the cast in this movie was all great, too. I was really surprised to see uh, Tom Masson, I think, Mackenzie, in this movie in a really small role because she's become such a big actress. Um, kind of a little observation there, but uh, the cast was fantastic. The acting was phenomenal. Um, now let's get to the part I wrote the most notes on. I wrote, like, full paragraphs for each character because they are so deep. Uh, let's talk about the characters. This is a character study. So they really are the most important part. They're what make the movie so great. I'm going to go pretty deep analyzing and telling you my own perspective of these characters and their motivations. If you haven't seen the movie, I don't think you should listen to this. It'll ruin the experience of watching the movie for you. 
Um, so if you haven't seen the movie, thank you for listening to this review. I love the movie. It was fantastic. As you've heard, um, please go watch the movie and then come back right here and tell me what you thought. Uh, if you haven't seen the movie, if you have seen the movie, I'm going to give you my interpretation of these characters. Of course, we talked about how this movie can be interpreted so many different ways. So I'm really curious to see what you think. Did you agree with me? Did you interpret it a different way? Let me know in the comments. Um, but let's start with the easier ones. Uh, Rose is pretty obvious. She falls in love with George. She marries him. But then she falls into alcoholism as Phil repeatedly psychologically torments her. She starts drinking. She can't stop. And soon she finds herself drunk very often. And it becomes worse when Phil forms this sort of twisted friendship with her son. She doesn't want her son near him. And she feels helpless. So she drinks more. Uh, this culminates when, in her drunken state, she trades all of the ranch's cattle hides away to the native Indians to spite Phil. Uh, she's a fantastic character, and I feel like she, her part of this movie is really kind of the psychological thriller part of this movie, because from her perspective, I guess it's her brother-in-law is just psychologically tormenting her, and then she sees this person who has been tormenting her become really close with her son and she feels like there's nothing she can do about it. And it's really interesting how from that perspective, this is kind of a psychological horror movie. And I, I thought she was a really interesting character and uh, kind of the easiest one to interpret. Then we get George. George is an interesting one because in the beginning, he seems like the normal caring husband. Uh, you expect him to have kind of a bigger role in this movie, but as the story progresses, he takes a less active role and he becomes almost cruel in a weird way. It's interesting because it took me a while to think of this, but he is cruel in the same way that Phil is cruel, not because he's mean, not because he's rude. It's because of what he doesn't do instead of what he does do. He's the one who seems normal, but is cruel just like his brother because he doesn't stand up to his brother. He stands by and allows his wife to be tormented. He even torments his wife when he forces her to play piano for the mayor when she very, very clearly doesn't want to, he contributes to her feelings of isolation and indirectly, or even directly in some cases, causes her to drink more. And even from that perspective too, you've got this woman alone who's being tormented by her brother-in-law who sees her son grow really close to that brother-in-law and then who sees, um, who sees her own husband almost tormenting her too by not doing anything about it and then by putting her on the spot and forcing her to do things she doesn't want to do. So I love how when you really think about it, just like Phil, he is a really cruel character to Rose as well. Um, and I, I thought, I just love how, how this is kind of a psychological thriller slash horror movie in that way with Rose being the victim isolated by the cruelty of everyone else around her. Okay, so that's, that's what I thought of George and Rose. I thought they were fantastic characters. Now let's get to the big ones. Uh, Phil, I see him as a gay man who was madly in love with his mentor, Bronco Henry. I think he tries to hide the fact that he's gay by trying to be more traditionally masculine, by trying to be more strong, more masculine. He represses that part of himself. The fact that he doesn't bathe, he always has dirt on him, uh, represents that, represents his idea of traditional masculinity and how that's how he wants to be to repress his true self. And then, of course, when he goes to his little secret river to wash up, he can be his true self without hiding. And that's what we see in those really beautiful scenes. Um, and then the fact that he does repress himself, that he's not his true self, except at that river, 
um, makes him bitter, makes him angry because he feels like he can't be himself. Not only that, but he's ridden with jealousy. He sees all the other men dancing with women at a restaurant. He sees his brother fall in love and marry a woman and he's jealous. He's bitter, jealous, and angry. And not only that, but he's angry, bitter, and broken over Bronco Henry's death. He's still not over that. The person he was in love with died. Um, And he has all this anger, all this bitterness, all this sadness bottled up that he starts to take it out on Rose. It's not Rose's fault, but he sees his brother, who is his best friend, marry a woman, something he can never do, something he doesn't want to do. Or maybe he does want to, but he's bitter that he can't, that he doesn't like women. Um, So he takes out all his anger on Rose. He torments her. He's cruel. He abuses her, not physically, but mentally he causes her to drink. Another important detail, he's a really proud man. He's a very, he has a big ego. He never uses gloves when handling raw hides. Um, And that ego is what's going to cause his death ultimately. Then we get to the point of the movie where Peter catches Phil in his little hiding spot by his little secret river. And then later on, Peter walks by Phil uh, to admire some birds. And all the men all around Phil are taunting Peter. They're yelling. They're calling him slurs. Um, And then here comes the point where the expectations are subverted and Phil exposes his softer side at first and he starts to take Peter in instead of lashing out. And here's my interpretation for why he does that. I think he sees himself in Peter a little weak. He thinks Peter's gay, a little weak gay boy. And he decides to take him in and make him a real man. Phil sees himself as the Bronco Henry and he sees Peter as him. Uh, I think that's one interpretation. Another interpretation could be that Phil takes Peter in just to spite Rose, but I don't see it that way at all. I think Phil takes Peter in and teaches him to ride, takes him on a ride over the hills, starts to teach him things, tell him stories, because Phil thinks that he's just as important to Peter as Bronco was to him. And the rope that Phil begins making for Peter symbolizes that. And that's the state of mind he's in when Peter ultimately kills him. So I think this whole time, Phil thinks he's being this inspiration. He thinks he's helping little Peter become more masculine. He thinks he's being the Bronco Henry when really he's being manipulated. And let's get into the real one. Let's get into Peter. So in the beginning, you're led to believe as the audience that Peter is a frail, weak little kid. He's positioned as kind of weak uh, within the movie and shown as traditionally feminine with like the little flowers that he makes, um, all that kind of stuff. And that's not how he is at all. We get our first hint at his true nature when he's dissecting the rabbit that he caught. He shows no signs of being bothered, no flinching. He kind of just dissects it completely coldly with no emotions. The next hint of Peter's true nature is when we see him comforting his mom. You can see that he's genuinely upset by her alcoholism. He genuinely cares about her. He genuinely loves her. He genuinely doesn't like how Phil is basically torturing her. Next, after accidentally finding Phil in his hiding spot, we see that scene where Peter walks up to admire the birds and he walks with no hesitation. He shows absolutely no emotional response when all the men are yelling at him and calling him slurs. He then walks right up to Phil, and this is where the manipulation begins. See, throughout this movie, Peter is not some kind-hearted, weak kid. He's a calculated, cold-hearted, manipulative, smart killer. That's the way I see it. That's the way I read this movie. That's the way I interpreted this movie. Because from here on out, every single interaction Peter has with Phil is a manipulation. You can tell by the way he talks, 
what he says, his facial expressions. He is always saying exactly what Phil needs to hear so that he can get closer to Phil. He's making Phil believe that Phil is the Bronco Henry to him. Um, every little micro expression, his reactions, the way he acts like Phil is some mentor, everything he does is calculated. One example of this is when he says to Phil in a crucial moment, he says, I was trying to be like you. Stuff like that. It's this perfect manipulation that plays right to exactly what Phil wants to hear in the moment. And you know that Peter doesn't truly feel this because you've seen that scene with his mother where he's upset that Phil is tormenting his mother. Um, we get more hints of Peter's cruel nature and more proof that he's not some weakling like he's presented to be when he snaps the rabbit's neck with no hesitation, with no flinching. He shows little to no emotions throughout the movie. And he tells Phil that his father was worried that he was too strong and not kind enough. This entire movie, it seems like Phil is the cruel one, manipulating Peter with his friendship and maybe taking him in only to kill him or to attack him or to uh, get revenge for catching him. But it's really the other way around the entire time. It's genius. This all culminates when Peter asks Phil about anthrax. He gets an infected hide and he gives it to Phil after observing the open wound on his arm. He takes advantage of the situation and he kills Phil in cold blood just as much as Phil's ego and refusal to wear gloves does. It's genius how the movie toys with the audience's perception of masculinity with strength. Phil, the traditionally strong and manly one, is killed by Peter, the one who appears to be weak and frail, but it underneath is really cold and calculating and is really the strong one the entire time. Peter is the real strong one, not Phil. The entire movie, the audience is worried for Peter, waiting to see how he's being manipulated by Phil, when the entire time it's literally the other way around. It's absolutely genius storytelling. This movie is a masterpiece. Another amazing thing, this is foreshadowed from the very first line. For what kind of man would I be if I didn't help my mother, if I didn't save her? Peter killed Phil for his mother. He saved his mother. He saw his mother's condition worsening because of Phil's torment. So he got close to Phil so that he could find a way to kill him. He killed Phil. And the final shot of the movie, the one that solidifies all this for me, and that really says to me, okay, Jake, you're right. This guy is calculating, cold. And he's a manipulator, but he's also does it all out of love for his mother and uh, to get rid of this person who has been tormenting his mother. Because the final shot of the movie, we see Peter looking out the window, spying on his mother and George, and you see his mother smile. You see his mother happy for the first time in a long time in the movie. And then you see Peter observe his mother happy, and he kind of has a little bit of a smile on his face, and he's satisfied that he completed his mission. He killed Phil. He made his mother happy again. It's so good. It's so good. It's so well done. He's such a good character. The way you think he's being manipulated when he's really the manipulator the whole time. It's so well done. I cannot wait to rewatch this movie and catch all the little manipulations, all the things Peter says to manipulate Phil. I know there's so many more I didn't mention. Um, I, I love this movie. The characters are so great. The way the movie completely subverts all your expectations in that twist. It's just so genius. Um, so those are my interpretations of the characters in this movie. I think they're all really interesting characters. Um, let me know what you think, if you agreed with that, if you disagreed, if you saw it a different way than me. But uh, all in all, I thought this movie was a masterpiece. It's weird to think about, too. When I first finished the movie, I was initially a little underwhelmed. But it wasn't until I started writing these notes for this review and I started really thinking about the movie 
that I started to realize, oh my God, this is amazing. This is so good. And the more I think about it, the more notes I wrote, the more as I'm talking about it right now, I fall more and more in love with this movie. It's so good. Um, this movie is one of the best of the year. It deserves to be nominated in so many categories and it will be nominated, I'm sure, for Best Actor for Benedict Cumberbatch, Best Supporting Actor for Cody Smith McPhee, probably Best Supporting Actress for Kristen Dunst, Best Direction from Jane Campion, Best Cinematography and Best Picture. This is a 10 out of 10 movie for me. Please, please go watch it. It's a masterpiece. I'm so glad I saw it. Let me know what you think. Let me know what you think of these characters. I'm curious to see what are all the different interpretations. Did you see it the same way as me? Did you see Peter as the manipulator the entire time? Um, I'm really curious to see if you saw that same thing or if you read it a completely different way. Please let me know. Please leave a comment, a voicemail, an email, um, or submit it in the form. All the links are in the description. Thank you so much for listening to this review and have a good day.